listening to the Colorado Springs Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode, everyone. Chris Lopez here, and Jenny Bayless is on the line with me, and she's going to walk us through a deal analysis of helping a client buy their first rental property down in the Springs. Jenny, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Chris? I'm doing great. I always love deal analyses, and this is one that you put together, or that you know you you uh, you put the pieces together. And I'm always excited to hear about the numbers in the Springs market, and also this is the your client's uh, first rental property, which always uh, is fun to help people kind of like get into the investing world as well. So I'm very curious to hear about both of these aspects. So yeah. Yeah. So, and this is one, I think what you just, you just closed on a few weeks ago, right? That's right. And it's already rented out to kind of give everyone a sneak peek as to how hot everything is down here. All right. So set us up. like, what's the overview? Like, give us the, the client profile, like who are they and, and why are they getting into real estate? Yeah. So I think what makes this deal even more exciting, you mentioned this is a, you know, a couple is a young couple. They, they want to get started into real estate for retirement, but not only is it their first rental property, it's actually their first real estate purchase. Um, so I think that's extra exciting to be able to be a part of someone's first, uh, first real, real estate transaction. Um, and we found this deal on the MLS and it was, uh, a townhome, and it was pretty straightforward. So we'll go into more of the details. All right. So I like this property because of its proximity. It's really close to several military bases. Um, and the particular region that they are, uh, that they purchased in is actually set to receive, uh, I think it was a $36 million redevelopment uh, effort in the next couple of years. So that is always a, a positive sign in my opinion for, for values and, and, um, upward mobility to come in, in that regard. Um, but to kind of go into the property itself, it is a townhome. It was two bed, two and a half bath. It was listed for 185,000 and we are able to secure it for 190,000. And it was move-in ready, new appliances, new paint. Um, I think someone had gone in and flipped it actually. So that's kind of, um, you know, where everything stood on that. And was this a multiple offer situation? It was. It, okay. it was a multiple offer situation. And we were actually not the highest, but they felt the most confident in our lending. So that is really what secured the deal for us. So we were really happy about that. Um, and just kind of going into how we landed on this property. No, no, uh, back, the, back up there, because you, you, yeah. you glossed over that. And, and that's, a, that's <laughs> a very important nuanced point. And I mean, it, it's, you know, this is not the first time we've won properties like this. So mm-hmm. talk about this in a little more detail as much as you can. So we weren't the highest offer, yep. but we were the overall most attractive offer, right? Correct. So this property had actually fallen out previously with a different buyer due to financing was my understanding. So the seller was very sensitive to the deal closing essentially. Um, so 
our package, uh, I guess, gave them the confidence that we were going to be able to close when we said we were going to, and we pushed things up to make it even more appealing, knowing that this property had fallen out of contract. So we uh, did a three-week close, rush appraisal, all that good stuff to, to make it more competitive. And um, yeah, they told us that we were not the highest, but they had the most confidence in us. So from the seller's perspective, I want to kind of talk about the other side of the coin because like I said, this is not the first time and probably won't be the last time we've gotten offers one like this is because, and this is why we, we do so much prep work up front and we really do you know our job in building some great partners with lenders and things like that because you know a lot of people just look at purchase price for the offer on there and there's so much more to it, especially now during COVID. It's the ability of the buyer to perform. A lot of times the lender, they've always been important, but they've actually, I think, gone up a few notches in the little importance uh, post-COVID. Mm-hmm. Just because we've talked about this on some other podcasts, Jenny, is just a lot of times lenders, um, they're not able to get get the loan the finish line. And that's why lenders, you know, we we recommend they have a very good track record and they, they've been able to do it. So it just it makes us have a very good package to send over or a very good yeah. contract to send makes it a very well-rounded package. Exactly. And it just gives people more of a sense of ease and, and, you know, the ability that we, that we will close and we will do what we say we are going to do per the contract. So I think that's really important. And then talking, speaking of loans, uh, going over some of the components of that, something you and I were mentioning that is pretty interesting is that um, these buyers, they were able to do a 15% down conventional mortgage on this property because it was a townhome. So I think that's pretty attractive for for investors that want to preserve a little bit more capital. Yeah. And actually, I mean, you know, I, I, uh, I've talked to these clients and I happen to be, uh, cause they, they were uh, using Joe for the loan to have to be in the office meeting with him to go over the, the options. I remember they looked at 15, 20, versus 25% down. I, I happen to poke my head in just to say hi real fast right when they're doing it. So I end up chatting with them for a few minutes about it. <clears throat> and I think it's always, uh, I think it's a really fun exercise. And it's something that, that you and I geek out on, Jenny, is that when you when you do a go under contract, you get the final lending numbers to say, hey, here's the options here. And they weigh the differences of 15 versus 20 versus 25%. Because at 15%, um, you know, you're putting less money down, but they are going to be paying some some mortgage insurance because you're below that 20% threshold. And sometimes, depending on interest rates, you're going to see a higher interest rate than if you have a 20 or 25% down. So they're able to get all three options from Joe. He had, you know, one, two, three printed out, uh, look through it all and all that. And based off the amount of, you know, cash, you know, minimizing the cash they could put down, keep more cash in the bank. And I think the difference in the monthly payment, I would say, was like less than $100. It was... I can't remember the exact amount, but it was it was pretty insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Like, hey, I'd rather keep an extra chunk of cash in the bank and pay extra few dollars a month, um, and they end up going to fifteen percent down, which is which I kept my mouth shut, but that's what I would have gone with too because to me that made the most sense. So mm-hmm. this is one of the fun things about the uh, investment properties is is financing is you get some different levers to pull. Yeah, I I totally agree, and I totally agree with their their train of thought as to. Like you said, it's a couple of dollars more a month, but you have that extra padding in the bank. And I think that's what is really important, especially, um, you know, when, when times are a little interesting, such as now. Yeah. Yeah. So going over uh, using Joe's spreadsheet, 
plugged in the the components of, of the, um, the deal. And so, as I mentioned, 15% down and they're going to do monthly paid PMI. We bought the property for 190000 And I went through and it looked like their acquisition costs were about 6500 in addition to the 1500 in loan costs. And we didn't have any seller credits and minimal repair costs. I think, you know, maybe they um, cleaned, I think, and that was about it. Uh, so not even worth notating down here. Um, but they were able to secure an interest rate of 3.65 on 15% down on an investment property, which Isn't is that great? awesome. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. I was really happy for them um, that they were able to do that. And then they have a tenant in there already, and that tenant is paying $1,300 a month. So even though we've accounted for vacancy, um, <laughs> uh, it was really very minimal. I think it was a week that the property was vacant. So, <laughs> so nothing nothing to worry about. What was the performer rent? Because you get the actual was $1,300. What were you guys mm-hmm. performing? performing? We got $1,300. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. And the, the market definitely dictated it. They had a lot of interest uh, in, in the property. So yeah, I think 1300 is appropriate. And then, so one, one aspect that I do want to highlight is that they are self-managing. So I think that it's important to, to mention that. Um, and we're only going to budget about 5% for maintenance because the HOA takes care of the exterior of the townhome. And it looked to be in really good condition um, on the interior. So we thought that 5% was probably uh, appropriate for that. And they do have an HOA uh, due monthly, which is $206 a month. And is that cover kind of standard stuff or is it any quirks about the HOA? Yeah, you know, it was kind of hefty. It did make us pause a little bit. because it really only covered like landscaping, siding, uh, that sort of uh, gutters, that sort of thing. Um, we thought it was a little high because it didn't really cover utilities. I don't even believe it covered trash. So, so we were kind of surprised by that, but you know, after looking at it, um, as a whole, it it was still worth it for, for my clients to proceed with it. It was still really good property for sure. This is a, a totally random question, but if they don't cover trash, are there are there like the common dumpsters, or does everyone have their own trash can? I believe everyone has their own trash can, if I remember correctly, because okay. I asked them the same thing. I said, "I'm sure there's a community dumpster," and they're like, "Nope, we didn't see one." I'm, oh, okay, that's oh. interesting. <laughs> so yeah, Colorado Springs I know is a little bit different than Denver, where we have to to hire our own trash service monthly. Um, whereas I believe in Denver, it's included in your your property taxes, right? Yeah, in Denver County, it is. The other counties, metro area, they're all just third party services, you know, waste management and those companies. But Denver County, that's just part of the, part of the property taxes. Gotcha. Well, yeah. So because it's a um, essentially a single family home, the tenant yeah. is responsible. So you know, really not a big deal for for our landlords here. What about water and sewer? Is that in the HOA? Do you recall? No, it's not. So that's on the tenant also. Oh, and so all the townhomes are separately metered? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 
Yeah, that's pretty common for townhomes. Okay. Separately metered water uh, and sewer is not common for um, multifamily. We're one one owner per building. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then um, some other expenses to take note of. Uh, property taxes are $550 a year. And insurance costs are $300 a year. And that's actually rounding up. So pretty low costs otherwise, in my opinion. And so going on to the rental analysis. So they're looking at about a $1,500 annual cash flow before taxes. and so. Again, that's self-managing, so it's a it's a little bit helped by that that aspect. Um, but they're still looking at a cap rate of five point eight percent, which, in my opinion, in buying a a property that is very nicely done, very nicely finished, turnkey. Uh, all they needed to do was find a qualified tenant, and they're getting a five point eight percent return. I would consider that a win for sure. And um, because they were able to put only 15% down, their return on investment quadrant, if we are taking into account appreciation, cash flow, debt pay down, and depreciation, it's a 41.6% return on their initial investment. So that is awesome. Yeah, that's the gal of leverage. Um, yes. <laughs> so basically, I'm kind of uh, looking at the numbers here. So if they, if they did use a property manager, they would probably be right around a neutral cash flow, you know, assuming mm, property managed yeah. about, you know, one month's worth of rent. So subtract mm-hmm. 1300 from there. So, I mean, even still for 15% down, turnkey place in a, you know, good part of town. I mean, that's still, a, that's, a, that's a great deal with property management as well. Yeah. Just park I agree. your money and, and you know, <laughs> I, mean, I, I like those plays right now. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And, um, I, th- I think it's a really great first property for, for them, for sure. Awesome. And what was their total initial investment? Can you go back one slide or two slides? Yeah. I want to see this. Cause this is something that's, I, I, I forgot to talk about. So, you know, for, yeah. So for all in, uh, they were about $36,000 all in. So yeah. for a, a good property like that, that's just, that's a very good deal. Yeah. And, and we, we're budgeting conservative appreciation rates. So again, the return on investment quadrant, that's showing about a $15,000 return by the time you account for all the benefits that real estate offers. Um, so 15000 on $36,000 initial investment, I, I, I would take that for sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Um, and I forgot to mention, you know, that of course we these numbers are plugged into uh, the rental spreadsheet we use from Joe Massey. The screenshots are available on the show notes. Just click on the show notes, you can view them, or you can always email Jenny for the full copy of the spreadsheet and get more details. Anything else, Jenny, you want to add before we uh, wrap up? No, I think that is pretty straightforward. Uh, these deals, they do come along um, pretty. I wouldn't say frequently, but they're not rare. So we can certainly, you know, look look for this similar type of deal for anyone who might be interested. Cool. Yeah. And if you guys have any questions or interest, reach out to Jenny. I mean, she's great at, you know, finding deals, analyzing them and putting together. So definitely reach out to Jenny with any questions you have. Jenny, thanks you. This was awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Chris.